Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Creative Rise podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We're having a great week. Welcome to February, which is crazy. Love month. We are already one twelfth of the way through 2022. One twelfth. Yes, we are. <laughs> it looks like you were about to tell me I'm wrong. I'm just fact checking. Just fact checking. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for being here. Fun fact about being here. I don't know where you're tuning in from, but I just we just saw this. Couple quick facts for you. Oh some, yeah, some analytics. This is if interesting. You will. This is fun. Um, there's different websites that like show you where your podcast is trending. This podcast, the Creative Rise Podcast, is currently number 96 in entrepreneurship in Denmark. What up? So if you're from Denmark, Denmark, what up? It is number 46, a whopping 50 point difference in Japan in entrepreneurship. Woo woo! So if you're from Japan, you should DM us. That's pretty cool we think you're uh, cool yeah and, and we, we also want, want to come and yeah, like we do want to come maybe and... stay if you have a guest bedroom and snowboard near your house maybe that'd be wonderful because there's really good snowboarding in japan that'd be so cool um, and also we are number 110 in slovakia which is crazy slovakia slovakia they, canadians say things a little bit funny guys if you haven't if you I, haven't heard yet. i didn't grow up with russian friends so i don't know how to, i like, did grow up with a lot of like the, russian the and accent, ukrainian and Slovakian. Point of the story. We don't know where you're tuning in from today, but welcome to the Creative Rise podcast. We're so glad you're here. There are literally people all over the globe that listen to this and go, hey, I'm tuning in because I want to grow my creative business. I want to put myself in a position to win in 2022. And we're so glad that that you're here to do that because that makes us happy. This is why we exist. That's why Creative Rise exists is to help you break the creative struggle in your business, help you build a creative business that allows you just to do what you love for a living, which is exactly what we aim to do with this podcast. So this week is going to be really fun. We have a story that we want to tell you. Actually, it's a couple stories, but it's birthed out of a conversation. I've said that word birth like three times today <laughs> in conversations. Yes, and you have. I'm waiting for someone to say that it's getting weird. But do you have like baby fever or something? No, but this topic was birthed out of a conversation we had with mm. somebody in... Christy's going to get to that in a couple minutes. I'm not even going to go there yeah. yet. But... Basically, the topic is, is that your storefront needs to represent and reflect the prices inside. Yeah. Your storefront needs to reflect the prices inside, aka your brand, your experience needs to reflect the prices of your products or services. If it doesn't, there's going to be a problem. So here's my story to get you into. I'm going to tell a story. Christy's going to tell a story real quick. So we have a pretty minimal, minimally designed home, which I like. Christy says it's because we have a lack of of effort put into it. And she would like more things on the walls. However, I love a really, really minimalist style. He loves um, a good empty house. <laughs> I love a good empty house, basically. But there's a couple things that, that I really love that we have bought. And this couch is one of them. I have always wanted a couch. There's this color and this texture and this type of leather. And so I'm really excited about this. There's also a few things downstairs. If you're watching this on video... Max is stretching. If and you're think, watching this, I think you're I welcome. tapped here. So I think what he's <laughs> doing he is he wants, wants to come, come over and lay you. down here. But uh, oh, and he wants me to pet him. If you're listening audibly, Max, the dog, is also on the couch again this week. So you should be watching on video. But back to the story. So there's a couple things in our house that have different stories behind where we got them. We have three 
three stools, basically bar stools, at the the island in our kitchen. Yeah. And the story of getting these stools was we went to a place in a little bit of a sketchier part of town. It's about, what, 35, 40 minutes away from mm-hmm. where we actually live. It's a sketchier part of, of, of a city that we live near. And there's like potholes in the parking lot, kind of rougher looking area. And the sign for this store, it's a big warehouse looking store. The sign for the store is one of those like hanging banners like it's not actually like, <laughs> like painted on or anything so it's like a, oh like the month of october come get your halloween costume here yes. so it's this like bargain shop and you walk in every employee looks like they're 15 has earpod airpods in i called them earpods <laughs> oh my gosh has airpods in and just kind of like whatever i can do to not talk to people and get through my shift i'm gonna do so you don't really get any help you walk in there's stuff everywhere it's just like a big warehouse like a bargain like a fractional warehouse that you just can pick things and basically look at the price or bargain a price for something and we got three stools for 80 bucks which is great Great now they're not the best stools in the world but if you saw them and we told you they were for 80 bucks you'd be like wow that's actually pretty good now they were 80 bucks and the place that we bought them from like i said was a little bit sketchy and that therefore it reflected the pricing that we paid eighty dollars reflected kind of the experience we had right of going in doing all that stuff later that day we drove the truck after we loaded the stools up and we went to Scandinavian Designs I always almost say that wrong and we literally walk in it's beautiful parking lot's amazing it's beautiful it's just big white building you walk in and this woman a Swedish woman comes up to me and says like welcome and like what can I help you with and I'm like the fact that they're so on brand about their experience that there's like literally a Swedish woman here like welcoming us and asking us what you know she wants what we can she can help us with and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like it's amazing. So we ended up spending I think about a thousand dollars at that store on one piece of furniture where we spent eighty dollars at the other store on three pieces of furniture. Again, the experience at that more expensive place yeah. was so much nicer. Yes. Therefore their prices reflected that in what their their products and services were. You know, after we pick something, they're like, oh, we're gonna have our guy Gunter from the back. It wasn't actually Gunter, but that's how I like replay it in my head. We're gonna have that guy come and he's like bubble wrapping it for you and he'll help you load it into your truck. And he did everything. I literally was trying to help him load it in the truck. He was like, No, no, let me do it. Like the experience is, is really great. Yes. Going back to the point of today's podcast, your experience, the whole process, your reputation, the process somebody goes through as they work with you as a creative business owner needs to reflect the pricing that you attach to your products or services or else there's going to be a disconnect. So this whole topic, like I said, came out of a story that we had or a a conversation we had with somebody else that Mm -hmm. you can explain. Yeah. So we run the Inner Circle, which is our four-month mastermind. It's incredible. It's like the step up after you graduate from the six-week mastermind. It's really cool. So one of the things that we do in the Inner Circle is we do pod coaching. So we grab three of the businesses together and we do kind of like a little bit of like a a two on three type coaching session. So one of the guys, one of the guys in there is a filmmaker, a wedding filmmaker from Australia. Great guy, incredible films, like high class, high class films. Absolutely great. And he was talking about how he's like, okay, my end product is so good, but I kind of feel like the experience that they go through, like from when they first like reach out to me and like, during that process doesn't match the value of what my price point is. He's like, I feel like my end, pro- my end product is amazing, but I feel like the experience that they get kind of booking me and like going through that process just doesn't ma- doesn't reflect that. 
And we're like, that. first of all, it's a brilliant question. It's a brilliant thing to recognize because fixing that will mean all the world because that means you stop getting clients from ghosting you. You stop getting clients from not caring. You stop getting clients price checking you, all of that kind of stuff. So he brought up that, which was an incredible thing to bring up. And that's what we want to talk about today is how do you match the pricing that you offer to the experience that they have? Yeah, I was gonna say that was our answer to him was you got to make sure that there's no disconnect. Yes. If there's a disconnect, meaning your experience doesn't feel as as you know intentional as your price point feels intentional, mm-hmm. and his price point's pretty intentional. It's a high ticket. Yes. He's definitely a high ticket creative. Then there's gonna be areas where people just get confused and they start questioning things. So yeah, what we're gonna share with you is some of the value that we gave to him and some more thought out things that we've kind of put into this. And yeah, we hope totally. this is super beneficial for you and you can fix those gaps and really fix mm-hmm. the potential gap between your experience and your price point so that yeah. you stop running into issues. Yeah. And maybe you're feeling that. Maybe you're feeling like, ah, I do feel like people are ghosting me. I feel like when I reach out to a client or try to get try to get somebody to work with me, they get lost in the process. Or when someone reaches out to me, I respond, but they never respond back to me. They never email me back. And you just get frustrated and you're missing out on these dream clients. Or maybe you're missing out, not even on dream, dream clients, but just normal clients that you don't even care that much to work with. And you're like, what is wrong with what is happening and why is there such a disconnect with my pricing, with their experience and you're losing out and we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. But when that does happen... Yeah. It often it often comes through in the form of you're going to be getting price checked. You're going to be getting uh, price challenged. People are going to be looking for ways out as they see things feel almost misleading. So great example of that is if I walked into that you know cheaper place that was a little bit sketchier and they were like, oh, everything in here is kind of looking cheap. And then there was something that was listed for like five grand. I would be like, ah, I don't think that's really worth that. It just doesn't seem like it matches my experience. The same way if I went to a really high-end place in that you know place where the woman's greeting me, a Swedish woman's greeting me to show me some Scandinavian furniture. If I walk through and everything's pretty expensive, really, you know, this is walnut from here. It's super high quality. And then they're like, oh, but this thing's like 80 bucks. And it was like something I would have assumed to be more expensive. I'd probably look at that and go, oh, that's probably broken. And I would look for a way out. I wouldn't, I would look for a way out of buying that. I would maybe look for a way out of the store. So you've got to make sure that people are, you're, you're not doing that. Like people are always going to be looking yes. for ways out in your booking process, on your website, in your social media, in your DMs. If what they feel you're, you're putting out into the world saying, here's my product or service, here's the price on it. The experience has got to match that. Right. Totally. So that's the second thing. And last but not least, when those first two things happen, you know, you're getting price checked and price challenged and then people are looking for ways out because your value seems misleading. Number three is people are going to be ghosting you, obviously, and ghosting you a lot easier than they probably should be. Yeah. So we're going to have a little bit of fun with this as we kind of give you some pointers on how to match the experience with the luxury side of what you are doing so that you can raise your prices and have people not balk at those, but be actually really excited about the experience that they are paying for. So if you go to McDonald's, you're going to get the treatment of McDonald's. If you go to a five-star like Michelin-rated restaurant, you're going to get a completely different experience. Yeah, totally. And that's obviously for a reason, right? Like that's a psychological thing. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this earlier because I was like, I got to get a haircut. And I was like, where should I go get a haircut? And I really want to go to this place that literally like hot shaves my neck, which is like you know, where they just put like a hot towel on your neck and then they like yeah. with like a straight blade I mean, razor, know, they just but... like shave the back of your neck and like mm-hmm. really like clean up all the lines when they're cutting your hair. But I'm like, you pay like 10 bucks extra for that. And I'm like, all they do is put 
literally a towel that's like been sitting in like a steamer on your neck, basically. And I'm like, <laughs> that's so ridiculous. But it proves the Sounds point amazing. that it, it, it triggers something psychologically in you where you see so much more value in it when there's even a slight level of intention built into something, yes, right? That's really good. So and a little disclaimer. This isn't saying you have to provide hot towels for people's necks. This isn't saying that hey, I'm going to come shoot your wedding. <laughs> I'll be there at 11 a.m. with the guys to put hot towels. <laughs> Although I think I have gotten cold towels for groomsmen before because they're so hot. So yeah. I will say that maybe as a part they're of the so experience. Hot. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> but disclaimer, this isn't, hey, you need to go spend a ton of money and buy them more gift baskets or more candles or more et cetera, et cetera. Now, those things are bad things. If you want to include some sort of cool gift like that into your package, that's amazing. But that's not what we're saying you have to do. It doesn't have to be like gifts or things like that where you're basically like diminishing all of your profit. It's about the experience and the intention and how you're treating somebody through the process so they don't get left behind. Yeah. Little, little steps of intention can make a huge difference. Again, the towel doesn't really cost them anything. Like they reuse yeah. those towels. <laughs> Gross. Like, Gross. They like wash them and reuse them, but it's Are not you sure? like, I hope so. <laughs> but it's, it's like, again, it's not something crazy. They're not yeah. taking massive chunks out of their profit. It's mm-hmm. just little things, right? Yeah. So yeah, we want to talk about a few different things that are going to help you kind of reframe how you can maybe do that in your own process better. Yes. That's going to lead to you getting ghosted less. That's going to lead to you having less holes in your experience that people can jump out of. And ultimately, it's going to lead to you growing your business more. So these are what we had given to that original question that was brought up. And these are things that we want to share with you today. So yeah. So the first one is a cheap experience is broken, whereas a luxury experience is whole. So a cheap experience. So let's say you're driving through the McDonald's drive-thru, which I do love McDonald's. This is Christy not a slam McDonald's. on McDonald's. No, I'm not but a slam at all. this is the experience and this is the truth. Sometimes you pull up and the little speaker person that you're talking to is so nice. They're so helpful. You just feel like, first man. First day on the job. Yeah. First day. Teenager's first day at the job. First job ever. So nice. So like going to help you out. They get your order. You're like, this is already in a great day. And you start driving through. You go and you pay to the person. And you're like, wow, this is so nice. Then you pull up to that last window. You know, the one where they hand you the food. I feel like this is where sometimes they put the the people that have been there for a long time. You know what I'm saying? It's for Christy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's usually for the wrong person too. They go, did you order this chick or not? What's the filet sandwich or something like that? I have no idea. It's disgusting. But they always get it wrong. And they're just kind of like rude. And they're just like, oh, like they might spill your drink on you as they pass it to you. They don't really care. They just want you to get out of there. And it's a bad customer experience. So meaning at McDonald's through the drive-thru, you're paying a fraction of the price of what other restaurants would be. But you're also getting a a broken experience. The first person was great, but the second person was kind of bad. Or maybe you went into one McDonald's and it was really clean. Then you go to the next one, it's super dirty and it's gross and they don't have what you want. So that is the experience of a cheap experience. It is broken. Whereas a luxury experience, you walk into like a Michelin star restaurant and the hostess is there. She's greeting you. She's so kind. She's asking you what you're celebrating. You're like, oh, it's my birthday. She brings you to your table, which is beautiful and immaculate and just 
everything's so clean and you sit down and then your waiter or waitress comes over and they're just so awesome. They take your order. They bring you free bread without even even asking. They refill all the time. Maybe even the manager comes over and checks in and asks you how your meal is. You just get the best service. You even walk out to the, your valet guy and he like runs super fast to get your Honda Civic at the Michelin star restaurant you're eating at. And the overall, the experience is so fluid. It's so whole. It just feels like every time, every moment, every moment felt connected and at the same caliber of luxury. And that's what you expected. And that's what you expected. If if it would have been anything less, you would have been like, something is wrong. So ask yourself, is your process fluid? If someone lands maybe on your website, does it look luxurious and awesome and like you really care? And then they submit an inquiry form and then they have to wait like four or five days for a basically an automated response from like HoneyBook that says like, here's my pricing and it's kind of cold and it's not personalized and tailored at all to them. And it just kind of loses them. That's I think what happens with a lot of people when they don't continue the experience to make it fluid and make it whole. So if you're luxury, if you're charging luxury prices for services, then you need to personalize and tailor that experience to be fluid at every single step of the way. So this may be even a great idea, which is what we talked about with this guy is he was saying, man, I just feel like people at that second step, right when I'm like responding to them, it drops off. We're like, well, what if you sent like a personalized video to them that's saying like, hey, thank you so much for reaching out. Like this, your wedding sounds incredible. Like I would love to talk to you about being your filmmaker. Like I'm going to send you over an email. This is what you can expect, et cetera, et cetera. Like, can you imagine what a luxury tailored experience that feels like to them and how the caliber of each moment just feels exactly the same all the way through? That's going to be like, you can't ghost that. You really can't ghost that. So that's number one is a cheap experience feels broken and a luxury experience is whole and fluid. Yeah, so good. So number two, and this is super important as well, is a cheap experience is transactional where a luxury experience or a great experience is relational. So just like that example of McDonald's and that Michelin star restaurant, you know, when you walk into McDonald's, they're like, what do you want? And you tell them what you want, and they literally make you a number. Like <laughs> you are transactional. You they give you a receipt a with like them. number like three seven nine. And someone in the back is like three seven nine, and you're like, yeah, that's me. And then you're like, oh, like you didn't give me my Big Mac, and they're like, ah, oh, you know. And then like you're that's a transactional relationship, purely yes. transactional. They don't care about you at all. They just care about getting your money, giving you for whatever it is they're giving you and you're getting out of there, right? Um, Where the opposite is true at a Michelin star restaurant or a five-star restaurant, you walk in and it's all relational. Like Christy said, you know, what are you guys celebrating today? You know, is this a big event? Uh, Have you been here before? One of my favorite things that, that I learned working in a, in like the hospitality industry when I was younger was we're supposed to ask them, I think it was, what year is this of you coming? Like how many years have you been coming rather than is this your first time? Oh, because yeah, if it's yeah. if it's somebody's like third time and we don't present ourselves like we know them, then it's they're gonna be like, and we're like, oh, is this your first time? They'd be like, what? Like, I've been here for like two years, this is my third year. And then it's like, that's not relational at all. That feels yes. transactional. Where yeah. it's like, how many years have you been coming for? If they're like, oh, this is my first year, you're like, oh, amazing. If they're like, oh, this is my fifth, you're like, amazing, you know? 
that's a relational you know perspective on how do we make sure somebody yeah. feels like we're building relationships with them and they're seen right mm-hmm. that's the biggest difference between transactional and relational yeah, so, so good. you really want to make sure that in your process your socials your reputation your website your inquiry form the way you pitch people all of that you want to make sure that it feels very very relational that's what sets you know uh, you apart from a cheap experience a relational experience will always be tied to a higher number experience, like a more expensive experience. That's how the world works, right? So if you're going to be charging higher rates for weddings, brands, whatever it's going to be, designing a logo, you got to make sure there's a relational aspect Definitely. of it there. Yeah. And number three, last one, is a cheap experience is self-guided, whereas a luxury experience guides you. This is huge. This so is the most you, important one, I think, of all three. Yeah, this one's huge. When you walk into a McDonald's and you're like, hey, where's the bathroom? They're going to be like, oh, it's like around the corner, like in the back of the gas station. You know, like when McDonald's are attached to gas stations. Or it's COVID. There's no bathroom. But they're basically like, yeah, go like walk around and like try to find it yourself. Basically is what they're saying. And that's a cheap experience. Whereas a luxury Michelin star restaurant, someone's going to be inside the bathroom handing you a paper towel. Like... There's like all those mint people that like stand in there yeah. and like hand you mints so you and things mint? like Here's that. Here's your paper towel. Do you want a mint? It's like so guided that it's at the point of it's awkward. Like there's they, they walk <laughs> yeah. you through every process or they'll lay your napkin on your lap. That one too just kills me. <laughs> I've they've never kills done that for me. me. I've never been to a Michelin star restaurant. Oh think, my gosh. But. Well, I actually haven't either, but I've been to some nice steakhouses. You definitely and have. I don't I know if I have. have. I don't think I, I have. Think you have. But I will say maybe Michelin rated. But they're, they're just leading you through the entire process. Same thing as like a hostess, right? They walk you to their table. They pull out your chair. You don't, you don't lift a finger when you're at a really luxury experience. But this gets missed so much in the creative industry is that you'll send back some pricing guide and then basically be like, okay, I guess reach out whenever you want to talk about it. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. A lot of times this is sometimes their first experience going through a creative industry type service like if it's a wedding or if it's maybe the brand has never worked with like an outside contractor before this might be all new for them and it's definitely obviously new to work with you specifically so walking them through and guiding them through step by step exactly what's happening and exactly how they can get to the next step and that you are available for them at any point in time to help them through this process and that you desire to help guide them through the process makes all the difference when it comes to having a luxury experience. So are you giving them adequate response times? Are they hearing from you? Are you following up with them? Are you being like in authority showing them that you're confident in leading the way and that they are, you're confidently leading them through the process or are you kind of passively sitting back and letting them take the reins? I think that's a great question to ask yourself through every single step of the process. Does this person feel so taken care of or not? Yeah. And a really quick sneaky example of this that I just love because this is like psychology at its best being shown in business. You got to think about this. Like how could you do this in your own business? If you can so, so clearly show people the next step, again, they can't jump out. They can't leave, right? So you want to make sure that you're showing people the next step so there's no confusion and they're not going to leave out on you. When you go to a restaurant and it's a nice restaurant, you walk in and you get seated and they go, okay, we're going to start with drinks. What can I get all of you? Right off the bat, we've got, this is our special. This is something people love from us. You know, our bar does that really, really well. I'll give you a minute. I'm going to stand right here. Let me know what you guys want for drinks. 
There's a reason why they do that. It's because if they can get you to order drinks, you're not going to look at the menu and then go, ah, I don't really know if I want to pay these prices or I don't know if there's anything on the menu I want and leave because you're going to be like, well, I already ordered a drink. We'll just stay. I'll settle for what's in front of me here. But if you haven't ordered a drink and you're looking at the menu and you're like, you know what? It's actually not what I thought it was going to be. We should go somewhere else. You're not going to do that if you've already ordered a drink. So it's a perfect example of if you lead people and continue to give them a plan, continue to give them the next step, and they can just simply take it, it's so much harder for them to get out of the process, right? So you've got to do that in your booking process. You've got to do that through your socials to get them to your booking process. You've got to do that when somebody reaches out and you give them a pitch, and then you give them the next steps, and then you know they're paying a deposit. Lead them through everything. It's so important. So I'm going to quickly recap all three of those things so you do not miss any of them. These are the musts. Don't slip on these things. Number one, make sure your experience feels consistent. No gaps. Every part of it has to have a steady flow. Good communication. Your process is clear and easy to follow. Super important. Number two, make sure your experience is more than just a transaction. Make sure you let your clients know they're more than just another client, right? Make it relational. Build relationship-focused benchmarks into your experience. Build things in your experience that actually... Like they're they're designed to help you get to know them better, right? Don't just like go, oh, I I hope we build a relationship through this booking process. Build things in there that are intentional, right? That they're gonna know, wow, this person's really intentional about this and they're getting to know me because of that, right? And I'm trusting them more. So number three is make sure your experience is guided. Do not make someone wander through it alone. You might as well show them the door. If you make somebody do it alone, don't expect them to stay, okay? Focus on clearly guiding them through each and every step because confusion kills progress. Yeah, that's so good. Well, we hope that this was super helpful for you. I hope you've got some great ideas that you can take and go and hone your process. If you've got questions on this or if you have ideas on this or you're confused on anything, feel free to reach out to us. We would love to help you through this process because we think it's going to change the game for you. So I know you've been hearing the buzz. I know that we've been talking about this. Maybe you've been hearing about this on our Instagram or on the podcast, we've got the mastermind launching in March and we are getting so excited for it. We know you're so excited for it because the wait list keeps filling up. We actually have more people on the wait list than we have spots available right now, but don't let that freak you out because you guys, waitlist is still open to get in on the next round of the mastermind. And if you're wondering maybe what more about the mastermind, Joey, tell them a little bit about it. So it's the creative rise six week mastermind, how we shortcut you years in just six weeks in your creative business. uh, We cover everything you need and we leave out everything you don't need. There's a lot of educational resources out there for creative business owners that just over-educate you, give you information, obesity, and you can't act on it. You can't do anything because there's just too much. You don't know where to start, right? So the Creative Rise Mastermind is uh, designed in three ways to help you beat that statistic of being another person who buys something, never does it, you know, never grows your business because of it. Number one is obviously coaching. There's personalized support. So this is not a course. It's a mastermind. So you're joining a community of people that gathers and gets individualized support, communal support, uh, and does things together. So we coach you. There's two-on-one private strategy sessions with us. And then you get a lot of support, obviously, from the community. There's community group calls that we do weekly. There's a bunch of things like that. Coaching's huge. The community aspect is super different than most things. And that's what is... I would say we can contribute to everyone's growth. Like The community aspect is so different. People are there for you. They rally for you. They give you ideas. They help you brainstorm 
platform things. They encourage you. It's awesome to see. And then lastly, this stems out of the community, but the accountability piece is huge. So coaching, community, and accountability, having somebody to be there and go, Christy, did you do what you said you were going to do last week? I'm keeping you accountable, you know? So those three things are what changed the game. Those three things are how we help shortcut you years in just six weeks. And if you're wondering what goes on in the six-week mastermind, we cover all these different topics, like from creating your brand, setting up your experience, like we talked about today in the podcast, you know, marketing, sales, like so many things, customer value journey stuff, even some some stuff about like, you know, like what to do with money once you make it, you know, like managing money, like that stuff's super, super important. And so the Creator Res Mastermind is awesome. We're going on, this is our third year running it. There's over 150 people that have been through. Each round is about 20 to 25 people-ish. So when Christy said the waitlist has already got more people than we take, there's already more people than that on the waitlist. But like Christy said, don't be worried about that because once you're on the waitlist, the waitlist just gets first access to apply. Once you can apply, everyone's even. And then we just go through and look at applications and go, mm-hmm. hey, how do we structure the right room here? And that don't be nervous if you're like, well, I'm new. I don't think I would get accepted. It's not about if yeah. you're new or if you're making 250K a year. It's about who's the right person that's ready to grow, who's chunking out time to grow, who's willing to learn, who's willing to give to other people in the community, and who's willing to receive from other people in the community. Mm-hmm. That's the type of person that's willing to take 2022 and turn it you know, on its head and skyrocket that thing yeah. um, and, and really make something out of their business and, and change their business. Whether it's, yeah, like I said in the beginning or whether you're like, I'm making great money, but I want to rebrand and do something else, whatever mm-hmm. it's going to be, the Creatorized Mastermind is an awesome step to help you do that. Six yeah. weeks of just pure magic. It's awesome. Yeah. So if you want to get on that wait list, all you have to do is go to www.creativerise.com or you can go to our Instagram bio. You'll see all the links there. And if you've got a question about it or if you want to join the wait list through our text platform, you can do that by texting waitlist to 916-587-6417. There's also a text button in our bio. That's the best place to do it because then we can converse about it. You know, you can ask questions. So 916-587-6417. All you gotta do, text the word waitlist because then we know what you're coming for and we'll put you on that waitlist and we can chat about it. So yeah. Anyways, hope you guys are having a great week. Thank you for being here and we will catch you on next week's. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. Peace.